the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thanks for joining me today on Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. I'm very excited for today's show, which I've titled Debriefing with Discipleship in mind. So as you're listening in today, I want to invite in who I think this show is for. This show is for pastors. This show is for staff. This show is for small group leaders, teachers, teams. The truth is, today's show is for every believer, and we're calling it Debriefing with Discipleship in Mind. I want to set set the stage today by reminding us that ministry— is about God, and ministry is about people. So we do ministry in our churches, and and there's a cost. Some would say there's an investment to doing ministry. The investment or the cost would be our time, oh, our energy, our commitment, the giving of our talents and our skills, And certainly there are economic investments. There's the cost of money when we do ministry in our church. What I want to think about today is every group we run, every class that we lead, every event that we have. The truth is every child we parent, every activity is worthy of sort of reflection and debrief. And so what I want us to think about is how do we debrief something, an activity, an event, an occurrence, while keeping discipleship top of mind? So in other words, we're asking this question, is the investment of our time, talent, and treasure worth the results? That is debriefing. So I'll say it like this. Let's say that we want to begin running because we want to drop a few pounds and maybe lower our cholesterol. And, and th- actually, this was me. A few years ago, this was my need. I needed to drop a few pounds and lower my cholesterol. So I bought some running shoes, and I'm off to the races. I found this free app on my phone called C25K, which stood for Couch to 5K. And when I opened up the app, day one, it said something like this. Jog for 60 seconds and then walk for 90 seconds. Well, I am a go-getter, and I thought, jogging is for amateurs. I'm going to run, and I'm going to run as fast as I can for one minute. I mean, how long 
is a minute. Then I'll walk for 90 seconds, and I'm sure I'll do a great job. So, so I did this. I actually got in a starting position, and I ran as fast as I could. And about 35 seconds into it, I felt like I was going to pass out. I was dehydrated. I needed a break, and I just thought, it's not working. So I had to sort of reassess the situation, and that was the beginning of debriefing that experience. You know, you or many people today think about running as a preferred form of exercise, and you either want to run outside or you want to get on a treadmill. And there's a couple different ways to look at at running. For example, you could buy new shoes and get special socks and buy some pants and uh, maybe some, some running shorts or new shirts. You could buy those special sweatbands. You can subscribe to an app on your phone. Hey, you could spend money. You could buy a new Apple Watch just so you could track your running. Then you could invest in Apple Music and buy new headphones. And then you might as well go all the way. So you're going to get a new shaker for your protein and buy protein, subscribe to ordering healthy food. And when it's not good enough, you're going to spend the money and buy a new treadmill. And if you think about all of that investment, the question is, is it worth the investment? Well, let's say you lose seven pounds and you lower your cholesterol a few points, was it worth it? You know, we could say yes because we lost some some weight, we lowered our cholesterol, but I want you to think about what option two could look like. I'm going to buy some new shoes, and I'm going to run every day. You know, it's possible that you could do that and drop seven pounds and lower your cholesterol. So debriefing is saying, is the price I'm paying or the investment I'm making worth the results? And what I want to encourage us to think about is how we go from something good to something better. But not just something better. How do we get to the best? So what I want us to think about with having discipleship in mind is this. Was there a benefit? The question is about stewardship. Are we managing the resources that are in our hands? And I want us to think about a church event. Maybe in the fall, we throw a fall festival, and when we debrief that event, we ask questions like, how many people attended? And we saw people come in. Maybe there was a visitor to our church that came. Someone might have even given their life to Christ. Maybe there was some community built among your team. And we evaluate that, and we see that it cost us, let's say, 125 volunteer hours and $2,400. Well, the results might be different, but we, in, in your illustration, but... You know, we look at events like this, Uh, but maybe let's consider what would be possible if someone simply gave you 125 volunteer hours and $2,400. Do you know that a fall festival may never even cross your mind? What if we launched a campaign to invite our neighbors to church and the cost was 50 volunteer hours and $300? Do you know we could maybe see better results than that fun fest or that fall festival? Maybe, or maybe not. But when we debrief, what we want to do is look past emotion and start to dig into, are we hitting the right target? So this episode is not meant to judge our strategies, but to learn a tool to debrief so in the future, we can be good stewards of what God has put in our hand. So I want to move from good to better to best. So I want us to think about doing this by debriefing with discipleship in mind. A few questions for us to think about. One, you might ask the question, is the church a building? And certainly there are church buildings and facilities. 
But we know that the church is more than a building. Maybe you ask, is the church a program? And there are many great programs in churches, but certainly the church is more than a program. What we learn is that the church is people. I want us to think about 1 Timothy chapter 5, and Paul describes the church as people, and people doing whatever it takes to care for and support one another. Now, this is important because we want churches to grow, our groups to grow, our classes to grow, things that we do. We want it to grow. We want to lead people to Christ. We want to disciple more people. But somehow the focus can digress to simply wanting more. What if along with more or bigger, we focused on care and support? See, we host in our church events and services and concerts and groups and classes, and we host outreaches and seminars and trainings and prayer nights and meetings, and it gets so busy. So we need to debrief in a way that we can hold true to what the Bible is calling us to do. When we typically debrief, what we do is we sit around in a circle and there's someone that's always has something good to say. No matter how bad the event was, they're positive. But we have that person on the other side. No matter how good it is, they're negative. And so we have a negative and a positive and people pointing out what could be better and what could be worse. And I want to point out, there actually is a great tool called Five Thinking Hats that teaches us how to work together where everybody plays a role at the same time. It's a great way to debrief as a team where you can assess the facts, what went well, what was difficult, how did you feel about it, things like that. It's a great resource. And I want us to think about the the idea of debriefing and debriefing well. But as we get ready for the second half of the show, it's not just a matter that we do events. It's not just a matter that we debrief, but that we do it well. But as a believer, as a leadership staff, as a church, we have to debrief our activity with discipleship in mind. When we debrief, especially if we're a church leader, we have to think about these, this idea that God has given us biblical mission. So when we ask questions, what we want to think about is, are we bringing people closer to Jesus? You know, the call is not always to make something larger. The call is that people would know Jesus. I want us to think about even on the day of Pentecost, there's something about the fact that we read in Acts that that thousands of people came to know know, Jesus, and they came to be followers of the one true God, and counting those numbers are great, but the idea was not just that it was more. The idea was there was community, people knowing one another and being known by one another, people caring for one another and being cared for by one another. See, the call is to make disciples. So as I've set the stage, I want us to get ready for the second half of the show. We're going to talk about how we can debrief an event or an activity and outreach something in our church while keeping discipleship in mind. So I want you to stay tuned. And as we break and hear from our sponsors, I will be right back as we talk about debriefing, debriefing with discipleship in mind. And we're going to consider a way to keep discipleship top of mind 
as we host and debrief events at our church and in our lives. So stay tuned as we talk more about debriefing with discipleship in mind. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And you're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're talking about debriefing activities, and I'm calling this show Debriefing with Discipleship in Mind. So, as we're thinking about this and continuing the conversation today, we are aware that we host events and activities at our church, and there's a cost or an investment for every activity, and it costs our time, talent, and treasure. When we introduced the front end of the show is that there's a stewardship to what's in our hand. The goal is to move from good to better to best. Now, in my past, I've served as a lead pastor at a church uh, plant like uh, years ago. Currently, I'm serving as a lead a church, a lead pastor at a church right now. Before I came here, our church here used to do this big Easter egg hunt. And they would spend thousands of dollars and give a lot of time. And actually, the attendance was outstanding. I mean, a thousand people would come and maybe more than that. But as I've talked about the history to our church leaders, there really wasn't any new connection at our church or no visitors really came. Certainly no one that they're aware of came to know Jesus through this event. And it made me think back about the days when I planted a church and we did what we called um, an Easter fun fest. We too had great attendance. We actually had an occasional visitor that would come to the church because of that event. And I, I'm pretty sure I I can convince myself to believing that people connected to our church or met Jesus but I, I wanted to think about, was that good enough? You know, sometimes when we debrief events, we ask questions like this. Maybe it's our own small group. Maybe it's a big church event. We say, how many and how much? <laughs> how many were there and how much did it cost or how much came in or whatever that would be? And maybe we can say, yes, we served, but uh, so a lot of people came and it cost a certain amount of money. Is that good enough? See, think about these types of events, and I want you to think about even every single Sunday or every small group, and I want you to think about how many came, how much did it cost. But as I want to guide us into a conversation today about debriefing with discipleship in mind, I want to give us several questions that would help us debrief in a way that thinks about people's spirituality and their souls. So here's a question that you could ask when you start debriefing that's different than how many were there, you know, what is the offering or how much did it cost? Here's a great question. Ask a question like this. Was Bill there? So that's targeted. It's thinking about a specific person. It's not just about how many attended. It's about who attended. 
So think about a staff meeting and maybe you do a church event and you start asking name by name by name, who's there, who's there, who's there. And then if you get good at this, you start asking, who are we not asking about? And you start to think about people as individuals. This can work in a huge church or a small church. I can remember way back in my ministry being a youth pastor and I led a, a, a small youth group from about six people that grew to well over a hundred and it was at a pretty small church. And sometimes people ask me, how, how did that happen? Well, some of it was God's work despite myself. But here's one of the things that I did. Every single week, we met on Wednesday night. So on Tuesday and Wednesday, it was me. I called every single student on the list. Later on, as the ministry grew, I let my leaders do the same thing, but I continued to do that. So I knew within about 10 people, not only how many would be at the youth group that night, but who would be there. And when they weren't there, I knew why they weren't going to be there. And when they came back the next week or when I called them the next week, I had something to talk with them about. And I made this this personal and it got a little too big for me to handle on my own. So our leaders started behaving this way and we really picked up the momentum, not only in our numerical growth, but in our relational, relational growth. And there was growth spiritually. It was actually pretty remarkable. So asking the question was a specific person there, but I have a few other debriefing style of questions when you debrief an event before you ask how many and how much, maybe ask a question like this, who did you talk to? See, stewardship is managing what is in your hand. It's being faithful with what you have, keeping your eye on what you have more than keeping your eye on what you want. And and it's it's executing not only what you have in your hand, but it's also keeping an eye on the Great Commission. So thinking about who did you talk to makes this personal. Another way to make it personal is to ask a question like this. Hey, how is Sally doing? So finding out updates about specific people. Now, here's another debrief question. Uh, think about a church event or a service or something like that, is asking the question, who did you pray with? Or here's another one, whose name did you learn? Or whose name did you remember? And I, I really like this one. Hey, who returned or who came back for a second or a third time? So when I want to think about debriefing with discipleship in mind, what I'm thinking about is the development, the connection, the maturation of individual people, not the expansion of an organization. I'm not looking at the seeding capacity. I'm looking at individual spiritual capacity and development. See, what I really want to invite us to do is to remember what Romans captures from Paul's thinking that we are a church body. See, the church is not a machine. It's not that we feed a machine and try to grow like a large machine or run like a well-oiled machine. The church is not a machine. The church is a body, a body of believers where every person is important. So when we think about doing ministry or hosting events and we debrief it, we must not evaluate like we're a machine, but we must debrief like we are a body of people. See, when we think, are we a building, are we building a machine? We ask questions like, how many, how much, 
what was missed, what makes it better. But I want us to think about the people in our in our churches because they are asking much different questions when they visit or engage with an event. They're asking questions like this. Do I belong here? They don't care how many. They're asking, do I belong here? They might be asking, does this church need me? Or they might even be asking, do they even want me? So I want to invite us when we debrief to take our eyes off the machine that we're building and to look at the fact that we actually build people on a foundation that is Christ. So we ask the question, so let's get down to it. Is the church a family or is the church a business? And I'll agree that we're both. It's true. Business is important. We have to think about budgets. We're responsible to be good stewards of our resources. We're going to have to purchase certain ways and certain things within certain uh, limitations. We're going to develop and to write policies. You know, the church is a business, and, and it's important because we have to maintain safety, security. That's why we do background checks. That's why we have security teams that make sure the premises are safe and secure. But not only are we a business, not only does that happen. See, family is important. The relationships are important. People are important. In fact, I would venture to say that the family component of a church far outweighs the business component of a church. I like to say it like this. We must focus on being the people of God before we focus on doing the work of God. It's a focus on being before doing. We must be the people of God before doing the work of God. What does that mean? That means we have to focus on how we love and care for one another. We have to focus on serving the needs of individuals to being aware of not only how many are there, but who is there. It's only within the context of focusing on being the people of God that we can rally together and do the work of God. So I want to encourage you to debrief and make sure that your eye is on the goal. So maybe you as an individual or your team might might want some help at calibrating this approach. And you might say, I would love some coaching to make sure that I'm debriefing with discipleship in mind. Well, your discipleship coach is here to help you. In fact, if you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you can complete our free coaching readiness questionnaire. You can fill that out. You can follow us, get on our email list. We want to partner with you. So as you listen today, I just want to generally say, Thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com, and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach. I want to remind you that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, 
who could be against you. Thanks for listening. You're listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's Your Discipleship Coach. Coach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.